Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I'm Ethan. Welcome back, Ethan. I know it's been a while. It has been a while. I the last thing I was on for. I think it was Jennifer's uh, body. Yeah. Wow. That was a long time. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you back. Um, for... I guess for anyone who is wondering where Hannah has been, um, she is currently doing music direction for a play um, in her town. So she's very, very busy and we're really, really proud of her. Um, But for the next couple weeks, Ethan's going to be our guest host. And I'm really hyped about it. So uh, this... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, this is the Netflix horror event of the year, and it feels appropriate that you guys have your most popular guest on for the event, so. Yeah. That is true. Um, Yeah, you actually texted. This came out really spur of the moment. You texted me, and you were like, hey, you should watch Fear Street and talk about it on Netflix and kill. And I was like, okay. So I went home that night and watched, or Marty and I actually watched Fear Street. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Um, and that's how it came about. So good recommendation, Ethan. Yeah. So um, to, to start out with, Fear Street is like an adaptation of like a book series that R.L. Stein did for like teens and like young adults. Um, like back in the 90s or late 80s or something. I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, but they were like books for like teenagers um and then uh so this is like a spin-off of that obviously with like new stuff added in and it feels it feels very much like an rl stein thing like but like there's more cursing and like more more adulty kind of themes in it but like it still feels kind of like you know silly rl stein type stuff so yeah it's um it's really good i really like it (laughs) i really liked it too so i'm not familiar with the fear street books like obviously i know Uh, rl stein but i was like the you know goosebumps is the only one i really know go ahead from what i researched uh so this the movie series doesn't like isn't directly follow any one of the books it's mainly just the spirit of them and the name and mm-hmm. i think some of the characters are adapted okay yeah. L- like um i d- i didn't ever read the fear street books but i i knew about them because whenever i would go to the library when i was younger and like try to find books to read they were always like in like the like the teen section or whatever um at my school's library and i so I was like a really huge scaredy cat and I never wanted to read Goosebumps or anything when I was younger just because I was I was like a little scaredy cat. Yeah, I was the same way. Like the only way I ended up reading Goosebumps was cuz one of my teachers read them to us. And like my it didn't goosebumps. scare me when it was read to us, but for some reason the covers still scared me like when I saw them at the bookstore. Yeah. Are the Goosebumps cover that comes to mind is I remember it's like this girl with like a chicken's body. Oh, and it's I don't just a goosebumps book one. with like 
And I always remember looking at it and just like, this is so weird. I was, I've never felt like I was scared of Goosebumps. I was just like, this looks odd, but I feel like I definitely I missed don't, out. I don't remember that one, but there were a few like books that really scared me when I was a kid. So we actually had a few of the Goosebumps books. We had all of the like uh, Slappy the Dummy books. Um, and the first one that's like Night of the Living Dummy, that one is like really like really scary because it's just like a really detailed drawing of this fucking dummy's soulless eyes yeah. staring at you that one that always one got scary. me too so i was so the- scared of dolls and stuff as a kid yeah. i mean i kind of still am but like <laughs> as a kid especially yeah um and then the other one that really scared me when i was a kid was uh i think it was like I don't remember if it's called You Can't Scare Me or something, but, like, it was, uh, um, like, a bunch of mud creatures coming out of a swamp. That one scared me, because, like, there was one with, like, a fence post stuck through its head, and I didn't know if it was a person or not. Oh. I don't remember that one. The one that scared me for some reason was the cover for Say Cheese and Die. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, that that one was funny. Um, I, I always thought... Like, the Say Cheese and Die ones were kind of funny, because it was just skeletons posing in, in, like, funny, like... Yeah, but for some reason it just scared me as a kid. I guess because, like, they were in such a mundane setting, and, like, my brain could not compute, like, scary (laughs) things That's not supposed to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I like Um, the nod to the books they have at the very beginning with the lady working in, like, the bookstore, and the mom making fun of the books, and... Yeah, yeah. It's just like this cute. book sucks. These are shitty books for kids. And I was like, but yeah. I think it's like <laughs> one of the, if not the most, like best-selling book series. Of- yeah, I, I mean, would like, believe kids it. Like that kind of stuff, yeah. and like, I don't blame them. That that stuff's fun. Yeah, yeah. Kids want to be scared. When I worked at the haunted house, like all the kids mm-hmm. were the ones who were the most hyped about it, and like the adults were the ones yeah. who got scared, which was really funny. <laughs> yeah um oh i'm thinking about the other book so this is the only goosebumps book that i read when i was a kid i was in like fifth grade i think um and it was like it's like some egg the egg from mars or something it was like a scrambled egg monster that hatched out of this green egg um and if i'm remembering the plot of it correctly the kid like tried to take the alien to like a facility to like figure out like what was wrong with it or something and like figure out what it was and then you find out that because the boy had been contaminated by like mars particles or something from this thing that the scientists were going to dissect him oh my god (laughs) and like they're like we can't let you leave it was like wow the the monsters were the people all along yeah that's true (laughs) we were the real monsters all along and that that was I read that book and I was like, this is too scary. <laughs> and then yeah. I never read them again. <laughs> I know I read the one about an amusement park, but like I don't remember any of it now. Um because oh, yeah, I get the, it. So in my head, like, I get it mixed up with this other book that also takes place in an amusement park. Um it's called you know, Full, Full Tilt. Tilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that book was really I, scary, but I really loved I, it. Mm-hmm. Um the the Goosebumps one, I think, is like a night at Horrorland or something. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Or like Welcome to Horrorland or something. Yeah. Um, I I remember there's an adaptation of that book um, as a like a computer game that Jeff Goldblum is in. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about um, that. He's like he's like the little like tutorial guy he's like dressed as uh he's like dressed as uh dracula or something (laughs) i kind of love that yeah it's cute um but i feel like we could do a whole episode and just reminiscing on (laughs) the weird covers hey Hey, remember goosebumps (laughs) we really should like just watch Uh, some old like goosebumps episodes for our bonus for the patreon Goosebumps was, was like with on Netflix bar. for a little bit, so I don't know if it's still on there. But we could definitely go over some episodes because technically it was on Netflix for a little bit. Yeah. So things the to haunted consider. mask episode is really bad. Like not bad, but like really scary. It was really scary to me when I was a kid. They they aired it on Nickelodeon one night, and yeah, it was, I only saw it, like it scared the crap out of me. I only saw like <laughs> bits and pieces of it. Of different mm-hmm. episodes, because I would always get too scared. Um, but it came on, mm-hmm. like, on, uh, oh, what was that channel? Like, WB Kids or something. The, whatever channel, or The oh, Hub, yeah. The Hub. Whatever channel they aired Animaniacs on. So I'd be, like, watching Animaniacs, having a good old time, and then suddenly Goosebumps comes on, and I was like, nope, not for me. Yeah, I think it was Kids WB. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should actually talk about Fear Street, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, let's see. Fear Street. This is part one of three. So, there are going to be three of these. Part one takes place in 1994. Um, So, as Marty alluded to, we have this cold open, which is really great and, like, really Mm -hmm. intense, actually. Um, With the bookstore employee who works at the mall. It's closing time. And, you know, she has the goofy friend who comes and does the fake jump scare And then she starts being chased by, like, this killer wearing a skeleton Halloween mask. Mm -hmm. And he stabs her, and then, like, she pulls off the mask as he's stabbing her, and it's her friend. Yeah, Um, her friend Ryan. Yeah, and then, like, the friend ends up being killed by the police, which sucks. Yeah, but he also stabbed her in the chest um, and killed her. Yeah, so then, like, from there we kind of start learning about this curse. That, so there's mm-hmm. these two towns that are really close to each other. There's Shady Sunny, and yeah. Sunnyvale. Which, which, like, the most uh, fucking stereotypical names that you could pick. Yeah. I love how it's on also, the nose they are, though. It's also I really close too. to the the town names in, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, oh, the, yeah. The, the town in Buffy is Sunny Sunnydale. So, like, really close. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Shadyside supposedly has this curse placed by a witch mm-hmm. who was executed in the 1600s and then all throughout history mm-hmm. there's been all these different mass murders and serial killers and bad things happening in shady side so everyone's mm-hmm. like the town is cursed it's a bad place and everyone here's a murder yeah so we meet our main character dina and um her brother josh who spends his time online on AOL, because it is the 90s, mm-hmm. on his little chat the rooms. 
doing his yep. theories about the witch. Um, when we meet Dina, she's, like, all pissed and writing this note, like, Dear Sam, fuck you, or whatever. So, like, we get the implication that Sam is her ex. And immediately, I just knew. I was like, oh, Sam's a girl. I just knew it. I was like, there's gay vibes. There's gay vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Which, on a, honestly, you called it because Sam, uh, surprise, surprise, is a girl. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I knew um, it. So I'm really and bummed that we weren't that this didn't come out during Pride Month, but like, yeah, you know what? Pride is all year, so oh yeah, so there, yeah. Um, and then so as the story goes on, like Dina and her friend, uh, Kate, and then what was the other guy? He's Simon. weird. <laughs> yeah, Simon. he was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like if I were in a horror movie, that would probably be like my character <laughs> is like the weird guy. But, like, he, he's, like, kind of a little over-the-top, very eccentric kind of character. And, and Kate is, like, the um, the cool cheerleader. Um, Kate Who sells also, drugs uh, in the bathroom. Sells drugs. <laughs> um, but they're, they're like, uh, they, like, have basically convinced Dina that, like, if she wants to give, like, Sam all of her stuff back... Um, because they broke up, that she needs to, like, go to this rally for the kid that, uh, got murdered. And so she does, um, and they, like, get into f- to a fight while they're there. And yeah, because, all um, of that. Sam moved, has moved to Sunnyvale, so that's, like, the reason they broke up. Because Dina's mm-hmm. like, you left me, you know, you're abandoning me, and, and, um... There's this guy who's kind of flirty with Sam, so Dina's like, "Oh, I see how it is," and yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of came off like she was like trying to use the fact that you know, uh, Sam was into this other guy as like kind of a gotcha, like, "Oh, you you know, you're just like trying to act like you're normal when you're not. You're." And it's like it kind of felt like biphobia, but also that guy was a jerk. So like I told, I can totally see her just doing compet as yeah. like a way to be normal. It's it's you can read it a couple different ways, um, but it, it did come off a little mean. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely think like Dina's being kind of a jerk here too. Um, but I, yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked that. I was like, yeah, I, I like. Getting yeah, to see some drama. she's not gonna be drama. nice. She feels she's got her heart broken. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, and... you know, as a mean lesbian, I I, I can understand <laughs> and relate. <laughs> um. So after this like vigil that they have for the girl that got murdered, um, by who they're calling like the skeleton mask killer or something, which is like Ryan. Um. Uh. The, the bus for the Shadyside High School is, like, driving back to the school, but they're being tailed by, like, uh, a, a car from Sunnyvale, and Sam is in the car with her boyfriend, her boyfriend is wearing a skeleton mask, and he's got his friends in the back, and they're, like, it, it, they, like, are acting like they're gonna try to, like, hit the bus with their car, um, so, like, Sam, or, or, yeah, Sam, Sam's in the front seat, and, like, uh, uh, Dina sees her, and Dina opens the emergency lock and is, like, fixing to throw, like, a whole, like... A cooler. 
yeah, out of a the car. Yeah, a whole of Gatorade yeah, out like, that the is car. I love how like on this- board the whole bus is. I'm like, yeah, like, fuck these guys. Yeah. We're going to throw a cooler on them. And Yeah, yeah. who and hasn't then- wanted to commit and, a and murder also love before? How, uh, like, it's Sunnyvale that's like, oh, we're going to host this for you guys. We really yeah. feel for you that you guys are going like how fake that is and how like yeah. no one wants to be there. Even like the Sunnyvale, like the stands are all empty and I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, that was pretty realistic. Um Yeah. But but yeah, and then the, like the world's worst bus driver apparently, which um mm-hmm. Ethan and I also had some of those as kids, so uh, I won't name names, <laughs> but I know that Ethan's thinking of the same one that I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Um, who, uh, what did mom always refer to him as? The warm body? <laughs> <laughs> the warm body? Because yeah, he would just, like, I mean. sit there. He was, like, a lump on a log. Because he was a substitute oh also God. at our school. And, like, the class would be going wild. And he's just sitting there staring into space. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny, though. But so it's so like, accurate in this movie. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, we didn't even see the guy. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like the bus driver doesn't even care as these kids are like rioting and throwing a cooler out the emergency brake or out the emergency exit as the bus is driving. Mm-hmm. So the cooler hits the car and causes an accident. Um, yeah, the so uh, what's his name? Sam's boyfriend like swerves and like it throws Sam kind of almost out of the car. They wreck. And Sam is, like, crawling around on the ground, and, like, the- So Dina, like, forces the bus to stop and gets out and, like, goes and finds Sam, because, like, oh no, I just hurt someone I actually really care about. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, like, so Sam- So, like, so Dina's nose starts bleeding at that moment, and then right after that, Sam's nose starts bleeding, and then Sam starts seeing visions of, like- some witch and this is where it gets a little uh silly <laughs> yeah so you find out eventually that sam has disturbed the witch's grave and accidentally touched her bones um you don't mm-hmm. find that out until later but that's what happens and so then mm-hmm. all the serial killers from the past from shady sides past come and they're coming after sam and they're trying to kill her, so, like, she ends up in the hospital after the accident, and that's kind of, like, where the first killer shows up, because Dina, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, well, because Sam's blood got on Dina's shirt when she's, like, trying to help her from the wreck, so at first well, they show up at Dina's house, right? And, and at, on Simon, because she, like, coughs up blood all yeah, over Simon, too. Yeah, that's right. So they're, like, showing up other places first to try to find Sam. Um, and Dina and her friends think it's, like, a prank, so they, like, go to the hospital, or, like, that's not funny, and they find out, oh, no, it's all real. Yeah, and then, uh, the murderer, uh, kills Sam's boyfriend. Hooray! Oh, no! Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, what a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, this dude that's, like, a huge dickwad, like, he gets a knife through through his back, and he, like, you, like, see him slump over, and literally my first thought was, Yay! <laughs> yeah. We um, got that obstacle out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, you kind of realize, like, oh, Dina's so to- totally not over Sam, because, like, 
once the group yeah. kind of realizes what's going on, Kate, being the logical one, is like, well, let's just let Sam die, and then the problem is taken care of, because she's the one they're after. But Dean is like, mm-hmm. no, I still love her, we should do the right thing, and like, so they all yeah. decide they're gonna protect her. Um... There was a really nice bit of foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie when uh, Kate's talking about selling drugs and Simon's like, oh, my brother OD'd on drugs um, and almost died, but he's fine because they brought him back like with the chest zapper things. Um, The defibrillator. Yeah, yeah, that. I couldn't remember the name for it. (laughs) Um, So they decide like... They kind of, they find this newspaper clipping of a woman who had been attacked by a serial killer at this summer camp, but she survived. And so then they like read more into it and they realize that she did actually die, but was brought back by CPR. So they're like, oh, if Sam dies and we bring her back, then like the killers will stop hunting her. So they come up with this plan to, like, feed her a ton of drugs and make her overdose. And then they have these, like, EpiPens. And it's like, oh, okay, we'll bring her back. Um, but that doesn't go super well, because Sam vomits up the drugs and the killers are running around. Um, people die. Sam mm-hmm. dies because Dina drowns her in a lobster tank, which is, like, yeah. really dark. <laughs> Um, yeah. But then... It's like a dark one. Think about the bread cutting machine. and <gasps> That was yeah! messed okay. up! So, like, they have all these killers, like, running after them. They have, like, the, um, there's, like, a, uh, the killer from the summer camp, and then there's, like, a girl from, what, the 60s or 70s? I, no, the killer from the, um... Cause like they're all, they all like have like like a ten year gap between them for whatever reason. Um, the one that's uh, uh, the the summer camp killer is seventies, uh, I think. I think the the, yeah. uh, the girl is like the sixties, and like she runs around with a razor blade slashing people's necks. Um, and like her story is like basically that she killed herself, but she like sing she she would like sing a song and as she was like killing other people and so like anytime it cuts to her you can hear like her singing this weird little old tune um and simon thinks she's hot for whatever reason <laughs> he's like she's so sexy but she has a knife it's like dude stop it <laughs> yeah um and then as they're like explaining all these killers and then you also have the the skeleton mask killer from the beginning of the movie. Um, but then, like, just as, like, a, an aside, they, like, talk about all the other killers, and there's one that's just, like, a, a little boy from, like, the 20s, and he's got a mask on, and when they show, like, what he did, he was basically just, like, beating the shit out of someone with a baseball bat, and it's really kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I hope really we get to see be. him in the other one. Yeah, I really do. It's so funny, though. But, like, so, like, you have all these killers, and they're, like, you know, all around town looking for them, and, like, they they find out, basically, that they're, like, you know, they're looking for Sam based on, like, her blood, because apparently she got, she got blood on the bones <laughs> from her nosebleed. Um, 
And so, like, it, it all culminates when they're in the supermarket, and then, like, everyone starts dying. Um, I think only two of them die, right? Yeah. 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 yeah Simon so, and Kate. The brother. Yeah. Makes it. Yeah, the brother yeah. almost dies, but, like, they get to him in time, and he doesn't die. Um, but the the two kills, the Kate's kill is really brutal. Oh like, my gosh, the, yeah. I did not see that yeah. one coming. Yeah, they, I, like, I thought they were all gonna live, and it was gonna yeah. be, like, um... I did too, yeah. I thought, because, like, it really reads, like, a Goosebumps book. So I thought they were, like, all gonna make it out alive, and then, um, the, I can't remember which killer it is, I think it's the 70s killer, because I think, they, like, try to explode at all of the killers in a bathroom at one point, and then they all just, like, turn to slime and, like, come back together as, like, one killer, I think? Or maybe, no, I don't remember how they do it. No, I think it's just one it. starting to reform, and, yeah. like, the hand comes out, yeah, the 70s killer, I think. Um, Because he's, like, a big guy in, like, a scarecrow mask. Um, <laughs> so, like, obviously that's a good choice to run after people because he's kind of a stereotypical, like, slasher. Um, but, like, he, he, like, grabs Kate and, like, throws her into the deli slicer and, like, her, her, like... Oh god, it's so gross, but like her head just like turns into meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh. oh, the effects on that yeah. were great. I was like, oh, cuz yeah. I wasn't expecting them to show it either. Yeah, and like that kill was so great that I forgot how Simon died. <laughs> it's sort of like a shock where like just like immediately like the Camp counselor comes from behind and just shoves the back of the axe in his head. Mm. But That's one why thing I, don't I remember will, it. <laughs> I love how this they sort of like I feel like this film definitely tries to subvert stereotypes a lot. Like mm-hmm. all the characters behave like really intelligently. Like they devise a plan to before like uh they all hide in the supermarket to kill this girl they like try they devise a plan to get to blow up all the serial killers and they like mm-hmm. use the blood to lead them here and they're like yeah like sorry like we're just gonna dip out but they which i have i feel like and they, the fact that they figured this out i respect that <laughs> yeah, yeah like they definitely fought really hard yeah and the they whole- had a couple of plans that just didn't go correctly because these are like indestructible beings for some reason <laughs> yeah i mean and they are basically the, zombies so yeah. yeah and even at the beginning with the whole like goofy guy being the killer i feel like that's also a slight subversion and like the whole barrier gaze trope like at the very end being subverted mm-hmm. but kind of like yeah yeah so i guess we should talk so, about the ending so they like they figure it out and, you know, she dies and then she comes back to life because they pump her full of EpiPens and then they uh, do CPR on, on Sam. Um, and she wakes up and she throws up all over the place and they're like, oh, yay, she's alive. And then they take her to the the ER um, 
and she basically comes out to her mom as being gay and like kisses Dina in front of her mom and her mom is really mad about it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> um and then Josh is like, you know, uh typing on a computer about, you know, what happened. He's like, I loved Simon and Kate. They were really good friends of mine and Kate was fearless and all that and he's like really sad. Um, and then they get a call on the phone, because earlier in, they were, like, trying to call um, the, like, survivor the survivor from the camp. Yeah. And um, uh, she didn't pick up during that time. And then somehow she found Dina's phone number and calls Dina, and it's like, she's not going to stop. Um, she won't rest until you're dead or whatever. And then... Literally, as she's getting off the phone with the survivor from the camp, Sam turns around and she's possessed and she uh, has stabbed Dina in the stomach. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of like, in, in like the beginning of the movie and now kind of establish that like you can't really hear anything in the basement where Josh is. So like, um, <laughs> you think like, so... Like, you can't, you think, like, maybe, like, Dina is dead now, but then, like, they cut back up and they're, like, fighting each other. Um, and then they cut back down to the basement and you see a hand reach out for Josh and he turns around and it's Dina because you thought, like, f for a minute that, like, yeah, Dina I thought they were dead. all just gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna be like, this fucking sucks, but it's Dina. And then they cut back up to the kitchen, and Dina has, like, wrapped the phone cord around Sam, like, and tied her up to not, like, let her get, get away. And they're like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and, like, the, <laughs> the line that Dina gives is, like, Sam isn't feeling like herself. We gotta get her back. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and then like to credits. Yeah, and, and oh, it was really good. I'm like super excited for like where this is going. Cause like they they've like they like kind of put like a next time on Dragon Ball Z type thing at the end where it's <laughs> like <laughs> um, where they're like basically talking about uh what's what's gonna happen in the next one and one of uh, one of the girls from stranger things is gonna be in it uh the red-haired girl i don't know if she's the main character or not but like they're like talking about how like here's how i survived basically and like um she's probably also gonna like in my way of thinking probably gonna give some advice on how to stop the curse from taking sam fully yeah um, which yeah, I'm excited about, like... Uh. <laughs> it's also implied that some of the other townspeople are, uh, have also survived events. So there's this one police officer through the film who's sort of dismissive, but then, as it turns out, he's also seemingly experienced this a bit before. Like, he was the one who killed the skull mask dude at the very beginning. And yeah. there's also, it wasn't implied that he was part of these events, but it was implied that he has some connection to the police officer, this uh, black janitor who's constantly in jail for graffiti. And well, it seems like the he, there's thing, more to his story, too. Yeah, the thing about that character, though, is that, like, very obviously this is a guy who's a victim of police brutality because, like, this guy 
they like literally show you that the police sheriff has been doing all the graffiti and then arresting this guy for it for no reason. And Sounds I, I'm about a little right. interested. Yeah, I'm a little interested to see how that character gets more screen time. You see, time, I, I got I, that they had a from that. I got they had a personal connection that yeah, one may I mean, be alluded to, which yeah. I could see it being both ways. But that's just the vibe I got. But yeah, um, but like I, I'm more interested in like, like all of that, and I want to see how that goes. Um, and the the other thing like we we are gonna get to see more of the uh um the the camp killer which i feel like they're gonna do more stereotypes about like you know jason and whatnot but yeah. like hopefully they do them really smart because we haven't had like a smart slasher type in like a while and yeah. i would i would really like to see how they do that um yeah I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that, like, because I know, obviously, they're probably going to borrow a lot of tropes from Friday 13th, but I'm hoping they can still, like, yeah. do something to make them kind of unique. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like this movie honestly had a pretty good balance, because, like, there's definitely some stuff in it that's, like, super silly. But, like, yeah. like you had mentioned earlier, the characters still made, like, smart choices. It wasn't, like, just your... You know, especially, like, slasher films that star teenagers, I feel like the characters are always just idiots. But, like, these characters yeah. are really likable. Yeah. They're really likable, even though they make some dumb decisions. Um, but they're also really smart. Um, like, this, the, like, they, like, deal drugs and stuff, but, like, they, they're doing it because, like, they are in such a tight spot that, like, you know, this is a really poor community and, like, not a lot of people are making it out of there. So, you know, they're doing what they can to survive. And while, like, yeah, selling drugs is bad, um, <laughs> um, like, they're, they're still really smart and, like, using their wits. And, like, even though Simon is kind of stupid, he's, like, still really funny and, like, believes in everyone. And Kate's, like, really strong. And I, I am really sad that they ended up dying. But, like, I kind of like that they had those kills in there because, like... Otherwise, like it, it would still feel kind of kitty. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, like it makes the danger feel like more real. And yeah. like it, towards the end, I felt that like all the characters are gonna die. So that's impressive how they can sort of manage your expectations. Yeah, yeah like I got, I got really like scared that they were gonna end up killing everyone at the end, and then got really relieved when uh. They, like, were able to, like, get Sam dead for a minute and then revive her. <laughs> and, like, everyone was out of there and all of that. And and then they got me again and I was scared. <laughs> and now I'm excited because, you know, it's like love, love prevails. They're going to find a cure for the possession. And it's going to be like, like, I will not rest until I get my girlfriend back. Like yeah, I'm interested that. in that because the third part is supposed to be in the what, like the 1800s. So I guess it'll also be set in the 90s too, like mm -hmm. going back and forth. Yeah, but I love the whole through line for what, and it's sort of with the teaser for part two, 
being like mm-hmm. the economic difference between these two communities being what is sort of the driving force in all of them. Because in part two, I guess we get some hints at like uh, there are two like big rivalries at this camp and it's the two different communities and seeing how that develops mm-hmm. and the origins of it. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. yeah. I I think that's really interesting. I, I thought it was kind of simple at first, but you know, sometimes simplicity is the best way to go for things. Yeah, I kind um, of love how on the nose it is, though. Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I was like, what is this, A Tale of Two Cities? <laughs> <laughs> what What is this, Romeo and Juliet? What is this, the Starbelly kind of It kind of <laughs> was Romeo and Juliet. It was a little Romeo and Juliet, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, um, which I also did. So, like, at first, I was kind of like okay, this relationship's super toxic. Um, But I don't know, by the end, they grabbed me. I was like, yeah, okay, I like them. They're super cute. Yeah, they just have a lot of emotions and they're teenagers, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they kiss, which is great. Oh, yeah, they kiss kiss a lot. Yeah. I love to have a joke about that, too, about how, like, everyone just starts making out at one point and... Yeah, because the brother also um, has a sort of crush on Kate. Yeah, Josh gets to kiss Kate at one point, and then like they all come out of the dressing rooms, and Simon is like, "Was everyone like doing it or whatever?" (laughs) And they're like, "No." And he goes, "Don't worry, so was I." I was like, "What? What do you mean?" (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure he's like implying that he like went in the bathroom and masturbated for a minute, which like I I didn't need to know that, but thanks. <laughs> uh, Simon's nasty. <laughs> he is nasty, but I kind of love him. Yeah. Yeah. He uh oh god, he was the guy that stuck his butt out the window at the car yeah, that's at the right. beginning, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would be that guy. I mean, come on, oh we all God. knew that guy. Like, oh, and then he, then he was the guy that uh, told the cop to fuck off. He said, "Fuck off, pig." <laughs> oh, that was such a mood, though. Like that scene when uh, they're like when the cops are trying to interview them, and all of these kids mm-hmm. are having none of it. Like even the Sunnyvale like, yeah. people yes. were, which are kind of like yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess yeah. one one point I had to make is like. When I was watching it, I was like, why is this set in the 90s? Like, I get it, like, for, like, nostalgia purposes, but I'm like, I guess I didn't really get what this had to benefit from being in the 90s. Like, I was like, why isn't this just a modern day? Because, like, other than, like, the imagery and, like, being obvious, like, oh, he uses AOL and plays on the yeah. NES. Or... I mean, I feel like it's definitely just a nostalgia thing because, like, the books came out in the 90s and, like, that's the age, mm-hmm. like, the 90s kids are, like, the demographic that's going to be watching this. It's kind of, yeah. like, it made me think of, like, it actually gave me a lot of similar vibes to Stranger Things, except, I guess, a little bit darker. It's, yeah. so, like, that's what it made me think of, of, like, Stranger Things is just, like, 80s nostalgia. I think I would like Stranger Things a little more if they had done things a little more like this, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I I do like Stranger Things, but like after a point it was just like eh. and I feel like I feel like they need like either more adult themes as the kids get older or like um less teen more gore angst. like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, Stranger Things, for me, goes a little too dramatic with the relationships. And, like, it's harder for me to buy because they're so young. Versus, like, with these, the age of these characters, it's like, they are, like, teenager teenagers. And I can kind of buy, like, the drama a little bit more and, like, be a little more invested in it. Because it's like, yeah, I remember feeling that way when I was a teenager. Like, when I was 12, like, I wasn't thinking about you know, girls or whatever. I was thinking about Star Wars, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess for this one, like, what I liked is that, like, even though all of their reactions to everything in uh, Fear Street were, like, very exaggerated and, like, hyperbole, I liked how they were almost, like, realistic. Like, like, yeah, I would react in that manner, too. Or at least not, not to, like the exaggerated extent whereas in stranger things it's sort of sometimes off-pitting about how people react or in certain situations yeah there came a point in stranger things where like the only parts that i were like really kind of invested in were like the parts with steve and then the parts with um uh will's mom and like those are the only parts that I cared about, and they just kept doing them less and less. So I was like, I don't really want to watch this anymore. <laughs> we love Steve. Yeah, Steve's the best. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Do you guys have any? Uh, so I like how since we're doing this weekly, we can have uh, predictions about part two and part three. Yeah. Um. I think they will probably. Um, have hopefully they have some like references to like you know Jason or maybe even Sleepaway Camp um in the new one. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, they're definitely gonna do that a little bit, like the Friday Thirteenth references. Yeah, I mean um, it's which it itself is a giant reference. I mean a mass. I mean that's true. Guy um, with an axe yeah. at a camp. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, Ethan? Do you have any predictions? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to predict when I don't know about, like, the characters, but... So, uh, how like, the first person to die... I want you guys to come up with, like, a ballpark, like, what type of person? Mm. Well, I'm thinking, like, one of the camp counselors... Yeah, mm-hmm. either either a camp counselor or like I don't know, probably a mean girl. Yeah, or... I'm thinking like, like a, some reject like kid, which I Ooh. guess that kind of sounds mean, but like no, I know what yeah, you mean. Like the, yeah, like, like one some of the weird like kid or... more like like one of the nerds or like the emo kids or whatever. Although emo wasn't a thing in the '70s, but like you know, similar. Yeah. Yeah, I Which I also that. wonder if, like, this, it, the next part being set in the 70s, what it's going to do with that time period, other than, like, nostalgia. Yeah. Was yeah. it, what, what specific year was it? Do y'all remember? It's, uh, 78, I think? Yeah. 78? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so feel like, like it's going to be more just, like, nostalgia and references. And, and, and another so thing, we also okay. don't know... Who the killer is Mm-mm. for the next part? We don't know, like because oh, we see true. him in this part. Yeah, yeah, but he's wearing a mask, so like it could be one of the characters. Yeah. Or it could yeah, be I didn't a think she. about that. 
really buff women. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I like buff women. I'm down for that. Yeah. But buff killer lady. We need more Yes. Honestly, I don't yeah. think it's going to be that, but it would be funny if I call it. But... I, I, cool, I like that. I like that a lot. Buff killer yeah. woman. This is like really catering to, to me as a lesbian. <laughs> That's why I suggested it. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Nah, Kyle, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I do like, yeah. I, I know it's like, a, it's supposed to be a negative trope, but I do love the killer lesbians. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I just think that murderous women are hot. And I, okay. I have another. So you shouldn't prediction. have shamed, uh, what's his name for being attracted to the. <laughs> Hot lady with the razor blade. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, hey, she's so sexy, but she tried to kill me. <laughs> Just All the right. way that he I, was reacting yeah, the way to he it said was... it was funny, but yeah, I won't shame, okay? I mean, yeah. I didn't think she was hot, but like, no shame. But I think, so here's my theory for who the I think it's going to be like one of their parents. Ooh, so it's also kind of doing a Friday 13th thing in a way, right? Oh, I yeah. guess so. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I guess it would that be. That might be interesting. I think um, one of them's going to have some mean dad at the beginning. And like, whatever dad. And then he's going to go the back to the, the killer. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Okay. Which I think, so, I couldn't remember if they actually said the killer's name in this one, but. I don't, I don't think, think they, they did. did. I think they just, they just said it was the, the camp. What, Nighthawk killer? Oh, so this could be another... So I think they're also, like, gonna kind of build more on this um, rivalry between the towns. So, like, what if they find out... Because, you know, like, right now, everyone's like, oh, shady side, they're, like, all killers. But what if you find out that, like, all the killers actually had a connection to Sunnyvale? Because um, if you think about it, like, Sam had just moved there... So it's like, yep. what if, like, all of the killers actually had a connection somehow? Like, maybe they were born there or something like that. Yeah. Which I think Aww. all of this stems from, we've seen a little bit in the trailers, and they referenced it in this one, like, some creepy-looking, uh, like, uh, pastor in, like, the 1800s. Yeah. And it all sort of stemming from that. And I think, like... Maybe he has a dynasty that sort of goes on in Sunnyvale because they reference that with the mayor that gives like the speech or the eulogy. So I wonder if it's mm -hmm. going to be connected to that somewhat. Or... Maybe. That's, but it's uh, interesting because I love that connection. Yeah, yeah, I do too. My prediction uh, for no reason <laughs> um, I think the kids are gonna sneak into the counselor cabin to watch SNL on the TV in there. That's all right. SNL. <laughs> I was, I was thinking you were gonna say like porn or something. No, but I can get behind some of that. It's 1978. Kids are gonna be like trying to sneak and stay up to watch TV. So. Yeah, that's my prediction. I like that. My my silly I think someone's gonna go skinny dipping. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone's definitely gonna go skinny dipping. That'll probably be like the first kill. Yeah. Uh, I'll be the third kill. Okay. So I'll um, say the second. <laughs> predictions aside, who would you recommend this to? Oh, um, 
Definitely teenagers. Teenagers would love this. Yeah. Um, the gays. Maybe even a, a little younger. Um, like middle schoolers, maybe if they're maybe okay if with they want. Gore. Yeah, if they want something like edgier. Yeah. Um. Definitely those nineties babies. Y'all yeah, would love the nineties kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like, but I feel like it would be more like people like us who like didn't read the Fear Street books because I'm worried that like if yeah. you actually read the Fear Street books, you'd be like disappointed that it doesn't follow them exactly. But maybe. I don't know, like maybe some people are like chill with that. I, I don't. Well, really I think know. part of it is like this is for the people who read that have grown up now, and from what I've heard, like the books were nowhere near as graphic as this show. And so I think if you've yeah. grown up, like, you're going to want to see that in, like, a classic uh, Goosebumps environment. And that's what this show delivers mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, I think if you grew up watching the Goosebumps show, you'd probably like this. Because the, it's the same kind of, uh, um, kind of humor, I guess. Um, but it's way, like, the, the scares are a lot a lot more. Um, oh, and if you liked um, scary stories to tell in the dark, I feel like you'd really like this because they have a lot of like really similar vibes. Um, and I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have any last thoughts? Um, I'm excited. I want to see Dina get her girlfriend back. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm hyped. I want to see this witch. I always love a witch. Yeah, we love a witch. What are you excited for, Ethan? Uh, I want to see more of the other serial killers. I want to see this creepy little boy. Yeah, the, yeah. the creepy little and boy that just like, how, hits like, people with a bat. Yeah, some of the other characters that we've seen like that know more are connected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Ethan. Um, do yeah. you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, no, not really. You can follow me on Twitter at E-J-B-U-G-L-E-R. Uh, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. We are also on Patreon, and we greatly appreciate any extra funds that are thrown our way. It helps us keep our show running. And we have some really fun prizes on there. We've got, like, bonus episodes, um, the ability to request a movie for us to talk about, and fun stuff like that. So definitely check it out. As always, thank you for listening, and may your nightmares be plentiful. (laughs) 